This is the Bible Book Club. And we're so excited to be in one of my favorite books, the Book of Ruth. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. Merry Christmas. On a macro level, the book of Ruth is like a diamond, a sparkly Christmas diamond. It is small, but bright, and it shines as a short story within a much bigger message. On a micro level, Ruth is like a home video, a snapshot of how God weaves his grand story into the ordinary lives of ordinary people. And in this episode, we will bring Ruth's story full circle back to Christmas. For those of you who have listened to all of season eight, the four regular episodes and the four bonus Advent episodes, it is our prayer that the focus of these episodes on hope, love, faith, and joy has given your season a memorable meaning. I know I will never celebrate Christmas again without thinking of Naomi, (laughs) Ruth, and Boaz. Okay. One of my favorite mysteries of the Bible is that you can go round and round in any book of the Bible and always end up talking about just one person, Jesus. John 1.1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now you're probably thinking, Susan, you have read that verse before. Where are you going with this on Christmas? Listen, in the beginning, the word Jesus Christ was with God. Through him, all things were made. That means us. In him was life and light for all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, even in the dark days of Judges and Ruth. God's plan was always Jesus. And every word written in the Bible points to him. And the book of Ruth is no exception. So today we will discuss how Ruth's Old Testament story fits into Jesus's New Testament birth story in the book of of Matthew. Ruth is a link back to the beginning and a link forward to Jesus Christ's beginning. Starting in Ruth chapter four, I want us to read the very last verses. Verse 16. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. This then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Aminadab. Aminadab, the father of Neshon. Nashon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, Boaz, the father of Obed, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David. All right. Genealogies tell a story of their own. The genealogy in Ruth serves two purposes. It is the connection between Ruth and the past beginning in Genesis, and it is the connection between Ruth and the future in the New Testament. Matthew in particular. How does this genealogy connect Ruth to Genesis and the New Testament? The clue is hidden in the translation. Verse 18 of Ruth says this. This then is the family line of Perez. But the better translation would be this. Now these are the generations of Perez. The word for generations 
Toledoth is used throughout the book of Genesis, and the exact same word is used in Ruth. So Genesis 2.4 says this. These are the generations of the heavens. And Genesis 5.1 says this. These are the generations of Adam. And Genesis 6.9 says this. These are the generations of Noah. And 10.1 says this. These are the generations of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Genesis 11.10 says this. These are the generations of Shem. And Genesis 11.27. These are the generations of Terah. And Genesis 25.19. These are the generations of Isaac. And Ruth 4.18. These are the generations of Perez. Then we jump to the New Testament and Matthew 1.1 says this. These are the generations of Jesus. However, in Matthew, as in all of the New Testament, the Bible was written in Greek, not Hebrew. Now stay with me here. And the Greek word used in Matthew is the word Genesis, a word also used for beginning or Genesis. So Matthew 1.1 can be translated, these are the Genesis or beginnings of Jesus. And when did Jesus begin? In the beginning. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. We are going in circles. We are back to the beginning in Genesis. Jesus Christ was with God in the beginning. This is the story of the genealogies. We're getting this list that started in the beginning that points back to Jesus in the beginning. God's plan was always Jesus and every word written in the Bible points to him, whether it's a story in a genealogy, a story in the life of Ruth or the story of Jesus in the New Testament. Okay, so back to our story. And the point is that the author of the book of Ruth is tying her story to Christ's story by listing this this genealogy with these words introducing it. It is the story that began in Genesis and will continue way past Ruth to the New Testament where Matthew uses the same words to tie it all together. The book of Ruth shows us how God weaves small individual stories like Ruth's and like ours into the bigger story of redemption. Ruth is an example to us of how God is present in our everyday lives and our lives should be present in his plan. We are part of the grander story of redemption and our lives like Ruth's should point to Christ because we, like Ruth, have a part to play. All right, Matthew chapter one incorporates Ruth's genealogy by adding four generations before and 26 after. This is how we're, we're moving now to the Christmas story. <laughs> Took me a little while to get there, but we're going. It's important to remember why the genealogies were so important. God promised back in Genesis that the seed or offspring of the woman would defeat Satan. And so they began to keep a record of the descendants to verify the fulfillment of who would bring that salvation from Satan and sin. Later in Genesis, we learn that the seed will come from the line of Abraham. And that's where the genealogies kind of start. All right. Here's the first 14 generations in Matthew from Abraham to David. And it starts with this. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. This first verse is the highlight reel and starts with the target seed, Jesus. It says Jesus, the end target led to David, 
where Ruth ends, then goes to Abraham, which is the beginning. So there's your highlight reel. This is the genealogy of Jesus Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. They skip all the ones in between and get to the three main characters. All right, going on in Matthew verse two. Matthew one, verse two. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram, Ram, the father of Amminadab, Amminadab, the father of Neshon, Neshon, the father of Salmon, Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. So Ruth's genealogy fits almost perfectly into this first 14, but the author of Ruth only lists 10 generations from Judah's son Perez to David. Matthew, the book of Matthew, added Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Judah on the front end of this genealogy. Now, Ruth ends with David. And, you know, I thought about this. They really probably almost thought that that was the end because remember the Israelites thought a king would save them. They were waiting for this king. Israel had no king. Israel had no king. And their image of a king was grand. It wasn't a carpenter riding on a donkey kind of guy. Um, They may have thought David was that king in the beginning. They thought the seed or savior would be grander than any foreign king ever. And David was pretty grand. And um, and yet the king that finally came, the one that was really going to save was as the son of God didn't didn't look grand when he came. Now, little did anyone at the time know that Ruth was indeed a link to the savior, but it wasn't David. She was a link to David too, but David's not the one. While David was a great king, he was not the king, the seed that God had promised. He was he was a carrier of the seed. <laughs> David was just a very important link on the way. All right, the second group of 14 names from that go from David go all the way to the exile to Babylon. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jerome. Jerome, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, Manasseh, the father of Amon, Amon, the father of Josiah, and Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. Okay, there's a third 14 from the exile to Babylon to Jesus. And notice we are 14, 14, and 14, and 14 is two times seven, and seven is the number of completion. And here we go. And you're either a six and a 12 or a seven and a 14 in the Bible. (laughs) So here you go. Our final 14. Matthew 1, verse 12. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, the father of Abihud. Abihud, the father of Elkaim. Elkaim, the father of Ezor. Ezor, the father of Zadok. Zadok, the father of Akim. Akim, the father of Elihud. Elihud, the father of Eleazar, Eleazar, the father of Methan, 
Methan, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus, there were 14 generations in all, from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile to Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. All right, here is a cool fun fact about this genealogy. Hang with me. It starts and ends with the Jacob, but not the same Jacob. Now, Jacob in the beginning had 12 sons. Two of those sons were special and had a royal kingly reputation. One was from Jacob's wife, Leah, and one was from Jacob's wife, Rachel. Now, Leah's son, who was special, was Judah. And when Jacob blessed him before he died, he said that from Judah, the scepter would never depart and his brothers would bow down to him. All of that came true. From Judah, we get King David and we get King Jesus. Now, Rachel's son, the other wife, was Joseph. When Jacob blessed him, he said that he was a prince among his brothers. So Judah gets a scepter and Joseph's a prince. This too became true. He was second to Pharaoh in Egypt and his brothers all bowed down to him. Now these two brothers of all 12 of the brothers were special. And when Israel divides in the future, we will find that these two brothers tribes will lead one will lead in the south and one will lead in the north. In the genealogy here in Matthew, we begin the genealogy with a Jacob, the father of Judah, and we end with Jacob, the father of Joseph. Of course, this is not the original Jacob and Joseph, but isn't it so like God to bring us full circle again? With a Jacob, the father of Judah, and a Jacob, the father of Joseph. The genealogy wraps it all up. God is constantly weaving his story back to the beginning. Nothing is coincidental. It is all intentional to remind us that he had a plan from the start and that his plan never changed. All right, so now that we've gotten through the complexity of the genealogy, sit back and relax and listen to this story about the birth of Jesus that you know so well. Matthew chapter one, continuing in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Chapter two. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw the star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. 
When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. When they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So not every um, part of the Bible is a story. A lot of it is teaching, but Ruth is a story. And ultimately, it is the story of the birth of the child, a child named Obed. Just like this story is a story about a birth of a child, one that we should all be waiting for. And that brings us again, like I said in the very beginning, full circle. We have Bethlehem, bread, and babies, Genesis, genealogies, and Jesus. The mystery of how God weaves the world in from beginning to end is a miracle. Celebrate that you are part of that miracle. Like Ruth, You have been grafted into the genealogy of Jesus. And guess what? God's plan for you was written before the book of Genesis in the beginning. Merry Christmas. What's a club without friends? If you're enjoying the Bible Book Club, why don't you share it? And then you can say, Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. New episodes drop every Monday and get all episodes now on Amazon Music. As always, head over to susanme.com slash Bible Book Club for show notes from today's episode. Bible Book Club is hosted by Susan Merrill and Heather Rubio, edited by Buck Buchanan, produced by Haley Mawatt.